0: and welcome back to the Manifest Edit Podcast. Today we are going to talk about a topic that I am incredibly passionate about and I'm actually surprised I've never talked about this on the podcast before because I kind of live and breathe this topic which is Selling with Soul, my formula for creating magnetic content. And something you may or may not know about me is that I've been a content creator for nine, oh my goodness is it nine, nine years now. Um... And it's also why I studied at uni. I have a diploma in marketing, an undergrad in media, a master's in digital marketing and have pretty much spent most of my life studying marketing. And I'm going to share with you a bit more about what I learned, not only in my degree, but what I didn't like about it and how I come up with magnetic content and how you can come up with magnetic content of your own. Also, just realized that this is episode 52. So technically, that's a year's worth of podcast episodes. But I also did have some bonus episodes, which don't have numbers on them. So we kind of surpassed that. But let's put that aside and pretend that we are celebrating episode number 52. (gasps) Amazing. And I look forward to creating many, many more So going back to selling the soul and creating magnetic content, this episode will definitely apply to you if you show up in the online space, whether you are a content creator, an influencer, a business owner, we are all creating content and showing up in the online space what I want to do today is to bring an awareness to how you're showing up and how you can create more aligned content and authentic content and I know the word authentic gets thrown around a lot these days so much so that it almost loses the potency of the word so I'll try and think of something better to replace it with in the future but for now I'm just gonna go with the word authentic so as I said in the beginning I've been creating content now for nine years and I actually kind of stumbled into this world. Uh, as a little girl, I al- always loved writing stories. We were homeschooled until we were eight. And my mom was an artist, so we had a very creative upbringing. And I think this is why I had this belief that I was bad with numbers as well. Is because I rarely remember homeschool subjects about maths. What I do remember is art, is history, is English. Which, surprisingly, when I went on to high school, history and... English were my favourite subjects. so I don't remember being homeschooled en masse at all. I'm sure we were, but I'm not sure if it stuck very much because it's not something I remember. But anyway, I remember all the time and I, oh, oh my God, I remember how bad my writing was back then as well. Something else about me is that I never really properly learned how to do joined up writing. So it used to take me so long to write. Anyway, I digress. Writing stories when I was younger was something that I really enjoyed doing, and so as I grew older, it was something that I continued to have this passion for, but didn't really have an outlet for. And then I was in my first year at uni, I was finished uni for summer, I was on break, and I actually saw this post from a woman I'd met at a music festival, and we stayed in contact, and she was looking for an intern for her company, and she was looking for someone to do social media and marketing. And I didn't have at this point, I wasn't qualified in it at all. I had only just started studying at uni and wasn't massively sure in what I was doing. Also, the position was based in Edinburgh and at that time I was living in Sheffield. But something in me just said to reach out to her and message her. And so I did. I said, I know I'm not based in Edinburgh. I know I don't have any skills in digital marketing, but I can tell you what I do have is passion and I would be super passionate about this role. I think I could bring a lot to the table. Will you take a chance on me? I would love to learn from you and she said yes and I honestly learned so much from that internship despite it only being a couple of months and one of the biggest things that it led me to was starting my own blog and one day I was on Twitter, I was doing some research for the company and I stumbled across this hashtag, hashtag bbloggers, I was like what's hashtag bbloggers? I went down the rabbit hole of the hashtag, and so not only was the hashtag bbloggers, it was the hashtag L bloggers, which is lifestyle bloggers. And I just went into this whole wormhole of discovering my first blogs, and I thought it was just so incredible that people were writing about their lives online. I was like, this is basically what I want to do, except I didn't know that blogs were a thing. So a month later, there I am, having started my own blog, and when I say learn from my mistakes, one of the biggest mistakes I made at that time, and I even hesitate to say mistakes because they were all really great learning lessons but at that time because I just stumbled across it and become so fascinated in this almost other world to me I just wanted to emulate the other people that I saw and one of those people at the time was the Londoner Rosie Londoner and I was like okay she has a lifestyle blog I want to have a lifestyle blog so I'm just going to write the way that she writes and for the first couple of months I was trying to write in her style which didn't really fit me as a student And her as a upper class person living in England and our styles were not similar in the slightest. So I didn't really have my own voice for the first couple of months. And then I realized what I was doing. And decided just to write about things that were actually interesting to me, were important to me. I remember at that time writing about student recipes, ways to save money as a student, things I was doing in my spare time, festivals that I was going to and it later evolved from being a student blog to being more lifestyle based and then when I moved overseas from Scotland to Australia it became a travel blog because in fact a solo travel blog because I was solo traveling every opportunity that I got I think I went to something like 15 plus countries in the space of five years by myself and it was amazing it actually led to me writing my ebook girl solo which is all about solo travel and it's still one of my proudest accomplishments to this day and so i learned a lot from those nine years of blogging those past nine years of blogging and a lot of that informs the way that i write and create my content today i also think that there is somewhat of a disconnect for many people when it comes to content creation because It's solely focused on the, okay, how am I going to get someone to buy something or how am I going to get the other person to do something rather than focusing on, wait, what is it that I actually want to say? So one of the very first things when it comes to creating that magnetic content and also aligns with the vibes method that I have for Aligned Manifestation is that you need to know what your values and vision are because people are not buying into the product itself. They're not buying into how many hours that they get to spend with you. And whether you are a content creator or you're a business owner, you are still selling that vision of yourself. And that might sound bad, but it's the truth. You are selling a vision of yourself. You're selling those values and you're selling them to people who believe what you believe. And so what I realized Very early on when I was writing my blog and I was trying to emulate someone else's style is that that didn't align with my values and my vision. I wanted to be sharing tips on how to be as cheap as possible, not um, all these experiences that I was too much of a cheapskate at that point in my life to pay for. So in switching my styles, I was writing a lot more in alignment with the vision and values that I had. And now when I show up online, the work that I do is very informed by my values of freedom. You will constantly hear me talking about it, whether it's on the podcast or whether it's in an Instagram post or whether it's in my mastermind community. I'm always sharing the importance of leaning into those values and vision because it's something that's so personal to you, so unique to you that nobody can quite express it the way that you can and that's what makes you magnetizing is your unique energetic signature and if you've ever fallen into that trap of trying to be someone else or to emulate someone else I just want you to give yourself that permission now that being you is enough and being you is interesting enough and part of that experience of blogging for the past nine years was selling myself the brand to other brands that I wanted to work with. That I wanted to create content for and um, in some cases be paid for. And to begin with, I was very much staying on the side of caution. I didn't want to speak out too much about certain things. And I remember last year when everything was happening with Black Lives Matter and I was like well I'm not going to hold back on this topic even if it's going to make other people uncomfortable to hear about and actually what ended up happening was a brand that I had previously worked with reached back out to me and asked me to write some content on Black Lives Matter for them and it was a really really great partnership because they didn't expect me to censor the way that I was saying things and I guess some of the things I was saying could have been interpreted as quite hard to hear and they gave me that space to openly express not what and um, not only what I was going through but what so many other black and people of color were experiencing through traveling the world and that's something that I also incorporate into my ebook Girl Solo was that when I was learning how to travel solo when I was Um, researching and exploring everything that I needed to know to travel solo, I did not see people that looked like me. And the problem with not seeing people that look like you is not all experiences are universal. So what I would notice with all of these travel blogs was they were sharing their experiences of how not to get scammed, the best places to go, but no one was giving any advice on racism. And I definitely experienced a lot of racism over those five years that I was traveling. So what became apparent to me was that you can't send a white person and a black person out into the world on a, their solo travel experience and tell them that they're going to have the same experience because they're simply not. And what also was kind of a worry for me is that you're sending black women out into the world and you're not preparing them for the experiences that they're actually going to have. So now I created Girl Solo, I was like, I want to talk about mental health. I want to talk about some of the mental health things that you may experience while you're traveling. I want to talk about what it's like to travel the world with a chronic illness. I also want to talk about what it's like to actually travel as a black woman and what it's like to live overseas as a black woman as well. And I didn't see anyone else doing that in an ebook format. And I still think that my ebook, Girl Sola, is one of the only ebooks to be doing that. And I'm really glad to have filled that gap in the market and to have opened up a space because what I would get was so many messages in my DMs from Black women and the most common thing they would be asking me was not how amazing was it in this country or what food would you want to recommend? What's the accommodation like? Is, Is it safe for me here? So the message that you have to share, whether you are a Black creator or not, is you will have things to say that people are waiting to hear from you. You will be able to say things. You will be able to share these insights that you've had that you may think are completely personal to you, but someone else may be going through something similar. Someone else may need that advice on how you got out of that slump. I refrain from talking about my experience with endometriosis for a long time. I think partly because I was still... Going through the worst of it for such a long time. And it's only really in the past kind of year that I feel like I've come to this really good place with my health and invested in my health and well being. But before that, it was something that was really, really difficult to talk about because I still didn't have a solution to it. So, in showing up and giving other people advice, I'm like, this isn't actually helpful for me. This is making me feel bad because I still don't know how this is going to get better. And I struggled with that for a really, really long time. Now it's something that I'm very passionate about talking about because there is just not enough resources, not enough information out there. And it can feel very isolating and lonely. So your role as someone who shows up in the online space is not to share things that you're uncomfortable with sharing and sharing those things that you're still working through and trying to make sense of yourself. But if you do have those things that you do want to share and you're maybe holding back a little bit because... You're a bit nervous to share, right? The online space is not always going to be receptive of your ideas. Don't let that stop you because there is someone out there who's waiting to hear what you have to say. And you are also there waiting to express your message. And it can be really cathartic to work through that process by showing up and sharing your experience. And I think that's one of the most powerful lessons that you will learn as a content creator is that the things that you think, Maybe aren't interesting to other people, or oh, you know, there are so many other people already talking about this. You will still have your own hot takes on it that are very unique or very personal. And the secret sauce to everything is you and your own personality. And keeping in theme with the vibes method, it's something that underpins pretty much everything I do in my life and also when it comes to content creation and being a content creator so before I was a coach I was a content creator I was primarily a content creator I mean I'm still a content creator now but I was a lot more in the influencing side and when I first learned that you could pitch brands and reach out to brands I was like okay what am I gonna do to make my pitches different how am I gonna get these brands to want to work with me even though I'm what would be considered I think not even a micro-influencer would be considered as a nano-influencer and so I would read all the things that people were saying about pitching brands online and I would think, okay, I'm gonna do some of this, I'm gonna take some of this that applies to me, but I'm also gonna make these pitches way more personal. And I remember one of my biggest brand deals that I scored was working with this tour company in New Zealand and I traveled throughout New Zealand with them for two weeks. I took over their Instagram for two I took over their Instagram stories for two weeks and every day I was showing up and sharing all the experiences I was getting up to in New Zealand. And I think even on their page, I looked at previous influencers they'd worked with, and they were 20K, 100K. These were way, way bigger than I was at the time, which I think I had about 2,000 to maybe 3,000. I was like, okay, well, how am I going to set my application apart? And I did basically went against everything that you're supposed to do when you send a a pitch. (laughs) Send a pitch. Send a pitch. And it was so unprofessional. And I remember I closed out the email with okay, really hope to hear from you. And by the way, you know, if you don't write me back, you're not going to hear about my best cheese jokes. And they wrote me back a couple of days later and like, we'd love to talk to you about working together and we're really excited to hear those cheese jokes. And it was just something that I felt influenced to add in at the end. I was like, you know, let's make this a little bit different and let's give them to something to talk about. Something else I also leaned into was the fact that I was a black creator and the brands that I was reaching out to wanted to work with had so few black content creators and what I was saying is there's a real need for you to do this work and for you to reach this section of your market because people do have these questions around whether it is safe for them to have these experiences as a person of color so I let something that could have been my weakness actually be one of my biggest strengths and there is definitely a lot of racism in the influencing space with brands favoring white influencers and even some of the brands I've reached out to me having I always do something that I like to call the scroll test so I will scroll and see how far back I have to go to see another black person in the photos and some of the brands I've reached out to me have zero zero I'm talking no black people on their page at all and it's just really disconcerting to see so don't be afraid to color outside of the line sometimes because that work is still artistic too and I just want you to get so comfortable in embodying the space that you are occupying and embodying that most authentic version of yourself. And for me, I always think that content created from truth rather than trying to impress or trying to speak a certain way, is the content that lands the hardest. So I'm going to tell you about my three favorite ways to create content And this is how I come up with some of my juiciest content. This is how the podcast episodes where I get the most DMs are like, I felt like you were speaking exactly to me in this moment or the captions that people really resonate with. This is how I create that kind of content. So the first thing that I do is really leaning into the values and vision. So that is sharing what I'm super passionate about and what I believe in this world and Sometimes that does mean drawing a line in the sand and knowing that not everybody is going to agree with me or the way that I see life or the way that I see things. And I remember my first ever hate comment that I got in the online space. And I was super triggered by it at the time as well, because I remember everything about this memory, like where I was. And he said, you're 20 years old. What could you possibly know about life? because my blog at that time was called Effie Talks Life, and he's like, what could you possibly know about life? And I remember being so offended by this comment, like, how could he say this about me? I know things about life, but obviously I was feeling triggered by it because I worried that there was some element of truth in it. You're not triggered if you don't believe that there's something that could actually apply to you. So I have moved past worrying about whether People are going to be triggered by some of the things that I'm saying because it's not my responsibility ultimately to you know, worry about what other people are going to think about the content. It's just for me to worry about is the content that I'm sharing in alignment with who I'm here to be. I don't believe in just sharing triggering content for the sake of it. I know a lot of people encourage you to be polarizing in the online space. Like if someone's saying they like apples, you have to be like oranges are the best fucking thing I ever had. I don't particularly believe in that unless that's what you truly believe. I don't just believe in picking something apart for the sake of it. I also don't believe in slating other people online. So calling people out online, I don't really, I don't really like to do that. It's just not my style. But if that's what you like to do, that's what you like to do. So talking about the values and vision and letting that be one of your main pillars for whatever content it is that you're sharing, because you're going to attract those people who are really in alignment with the world, the way that you see the world and the world that you want to create. second thing that I like to do is to create intuitive content. So what I mean by this is that I will connect with my spirit guides, spirit team, higher self, intuition, and I will write from that place. So that might be in a meditation. I will have these downloads about certain things that I want to work through that month or that I need to talk about. It might look like spirit writing. So just um, automatically writing in your journal whatever comes to your head so I always do this first thing in the morning I do a morning pages and I just write a couple of pages of whatever's coming to my mind and um, writing about my day writing about some of the things I'm worried about writing about some of the things I'm excited about things I'm celebrated whatever it is it's just like a brain dump of everything that's going on in my mind first thing in the morning so throughout the day I'm not obsessing over those little details so much and often there are so many gems in those unscripted pages that turn into captions that turn into podcast episodes that turn into whole ass courses my conscious alchemy course and the vibes framework was written out one day when I just sat and I was like okay like what do I want to birth into the world and I think I wrote about 10 pages and then that was how the vibes method was born was from those 10 pages that led to my first course which was the conscious alchemy course which then led to the conscious alchemy mastermind where I teach the vibes method for aligned manifestation in so so much more depth and how to actually integrate that into your life. that all came from my intuition and it's not enough just to write that intuitive content but also to trust that that intuitive content is what needs to be put out there some of the things that you write in your journal obviously you want to keep personal personal you want to keep secret personal Uh, (laughs) are some of the things you write in your journal you will want to keep in you will want to keep to yourself and that is your prerogative obviously you don't want to be writing in your journal knowing that you are going to share everything because then that might cause you to censor yourself on what you actually write in there because you're like oh I'm not sure that I'm ready to share this and sometimes I won't share things if I'm also still working through it and processing it myself and I don't feel ready to share that yet but I share so much of my best content from journaling and from my um, connection to my intuition and I feel like that is a way to create content that really draws people in and I know that there are all these strategies behind creating that um, content that converts whether it's make sure you have your call to actions written in a certain way or make sure you use these certain pillars but for me the intuitive content always feels the most fun to write and is always the stuff that gets the best response as well whether that's people engaging with it or Eventually converting from whatever I'm putting out there. And the final thing I do when it comes to content creation is surrendering the need to be perfect, is surrendering the need for things to be a certain way. Sometimes I'll put something up and then I'll later go back and see that there are spelling mistakes in there or there are grammar mistakes in there. (laughs) When I actually wrote my fourth year dissertation, so that was for my first degree, when you have a project at the end that's about, uh, I want to say, Twelve thousand words, and my my mentor for my dissertation. I remember one time I got feedback from her, and it just said in the side, afia do you know what a comma is?" I was burned by my uni my uni tutor, but it's true because I just at that point had no concept of a comma because you'll notice that the way I speak is in very long sentences as opposed to short sentences and taking breaks, which is why often I'll be talking and then I'll be like <laughs> running out of breath because. I just talk as a stream of consciousness. So surrender the need for it to be polished and perfect, because the more you write and get into that flow of writing, the easier it's going to become for you to put it out there, the less you're going to need to determine whether, ooh, is this what people need to hear from you right now? Ooh, is this the right thing you're going to say? Intuitively, you're just going to know. This is actually something that we spoke about in the Conscious Alchemy Mastermind in September was how to connect with your intuition and to lean into that trust much more, because While I believe in the power of learning from others and in gaining insights from others, ultimately, I believe what I learned from my coaches and what I intend to put out into the world through what I'm creating is helping people build that better sense of connection with themselves. It's not about waiting for permission from other people, but it's about creating the permission slip that you need internally within yourself. So it doesn't need to be perfect. And in fact, the best content doesn't really come from that perfection place. When I was at uni and I went back to study my masters in digital marketing, it very quickly became boring for me because we were focusing so much on the analytics, on the data. And for me, the very thing that drew me to the marketing industry all those many years ago was the ability to be able to help people communicate better with one another through the power of my writing that has always been my vision and my mission for my writing It excites me to think that that's even a possibility and what I learned through my degree was like we have to do all of these things that I didn't necessarily feel comfortable with doing and just focus on the numbers focus on the numbers but none of it was about creating authentic content or creating magnetic content it was just so heavily focused on the strategy which is why As a teacher, I think that there's so much importance in the strategy, but there's also an importance in the science and there's also an importance in the spirituality and connecting with your soul and what you truly want to put out into the world. The best way to sell with soul is to know what your soul actually wants to say. It's not about... Finding the perfect strategy. The truth is you are the perfect strategy. Your life is the perfect strategy. Just documenting your life and documenting your experiences is going to be far, far, far more magnetic than just following out some step-by-step, exactly word for word, this is what you should say. That's why when it comes to creating content on Instagram, it's always something that I do very personally and although I have my team to help me with like kind of scheduling out some of the content and now I have Vicky helps me with podcast emails spoiler alert <laughs> Vicky helps me with my podcast emails I give her the notes on what I've said and with Instagram it's um across all my accounts it's me writing those captions and I think especially when it comes to Instagram I'll always be writing those captions because I really connect with it. I think that there's a huge connection piece that would be missing if someone else was writing all of my content for me. Although I love having people repurpose my content. Having people to repurpose your content is a total dream. But when it comes to my sales pages and my content, like I'm very, I'm very precious about it because I fucking love writing I love it so so much and having started the podcast I definitely don't write on my blog as much as I used to I'm looking forward to freeing up some time next year to go back to that because I really truly I truly truly love it and I think it's one of the things that I was put here on this earth to do was to create that content which is why you'll notice on my Instagram that not only does it say if you are a badass coach and businesswoman Kate doesn't quite say that. Something along those lines. And it also says conscious creator because I consider myself to be a conscious content creator. I think I don't shy away from the term content creator. I know a lot of people feel some type of way about the word influencer. I don't really have those sorts of feelings. I think that if you do have the means to positively influence people or to show up in the world and influence people in a way that's in alignment with your truth like fuck yeah I totally own that term and it's a gift to be able to share those experiences with other people as I learn from my ability to connect with brands and share their message as I learn from the ability to connect with my community and enrich their experiences through the Vise Method Retreat and as I do through all of my content really so know that when it comes to that soulful selling that you are hoping for whether it's selling yourself the brand because yes you dear listener are a brand or whether it's selling your incredible programs your beautiful intricate products whatever it is that it really all comes back to that soul piece and knowing what your truth is and not being afraid to share it being really comfortable in some spaces that aren't particularly comfortable remember that whenever it comes to magnetism that you are the magnet there's not anything that you need to change about yourself to magnetize people to you it's just about becoming in deeper alignment with who you truly are the other thing is that when it comes to showing up online and sharing things for example that you have downloaded or you've intuited is that you can't really worry about if someone's gonna argue about it the fear is different because it's not like oh, well, like, what if I haven't said the right thing? Because it's like, this is what I believe to be true. It doesn't really matter whether people agree with you or not. You're just sharing, you're expressing what's on your heart. No one can argue with with the heart. If they do, it doesn't really matter because your truth can't be fucked with, simply. And so I want to close out with some questions that I want you to consider when it comes to creating content. And you can go away and do some writing on your answers to these questions. So how do I want people to feel when they read my content? What message am I being called to share with the world today? What is my focus for this next month? What is my vision for the kind of people I want to be surrounded by? What is the vision for the impact that I want to create on the world? What content have I been sharing that is out of alignment with my truth? What messages do I want to express that I've been holding back? What are the words that I wish someone had said to me X number of years ago at the beginning of my business journey, at the beginning of my content creation journey, when I first started showing up online? Why should people listen to me? Who or what do I listen to? And I think that's loads to be getting on with, so... This is definitely an episode you can come back to and listen to a couple of times. I'm really looking forward to reading the epic content that you put out there. And truthfully, selling online is really about number one being excited about something, whatever it is that you have to offer, and being so like pumped to share that with people. Like when I get on my podcast and I when I get my podcast as if I'm not on the podcast now, when I come on here and I talk to you about the vice Method of Retreat, like I have to slows down my breathing because I'm so excited talking about it that I'm like and then and I just like have so much to say I'm so excited about it I'm so passionate about it I want to share like the stories of every single person that's joined I want to share all of their wins and I want to celebrate every single person and I can feel myself going down to that rabbit hole right now and I have to kind of stop myself and stay on the topic of episode today but I can feel myself getting sucked into that excitement and that passion and I think it's that excitement and that passion which draws people to you and it can't you can't fake that girls it's we should not be faking anything in this lifetime okay okay least of all content and definitely not orgasms but it's something that you have to truly be caring about other people otherwise people are going to pick up on the fact that you're not really into it The second thing when it comes to creating that magnetizing content and putting yourself out there and selling with soul is that you have to believe that what you have to offer is going to change this person's world. Whether it is a product-based business you have and you sell wooden spoons, you have to believe that this wooden spoon is going to be the best thing for their cooking since a pot. (laughs) If you sell a program for transforming someone's money mindset you have to believe that this is going to have life-changing a life-changing impact on the way that they create and hold and honor money and bringing that energy to everything you do rubs off on other people finally you have to put on your blinders and just be really um laser focused on what it is that you're doing and what you're creating and in the online space it's very 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 easy to do the opposite and to kind of consume all of this other content and get so distracted by all of the other content that you can lose yourself a little bit in it and you can also get sucked into that trap of comparison and oh well this person is saying this maybe I should express myself in this way or oh they said this and it goes against what I said Which is something that I used to experience as I was like, I believe something to be this way, but this person believes it to be this way. Wait, is what I've said wrong? Whereas now I can honor the fact that it's okay for people to have multiple different perspectives on something and neither of them be wrong. And a lot of people find that challenging because it's a belief that I have in life as well, which people are gonna have different beliefs from me. My friends are gonna have different beliefs from me. That doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong it means that they have a different perspective and I'm glad to have people in my world that have different perspectives than I do because it expands my worldview as a result. So know that so long as you're focused on comparison, it's actually draining energy and taking away from you truly being yourself. You have to be willing to release that and you have to be willing to take a look at where you are falling into that comparison trap right now. I think something really helpful here is choosing a few people that you... Do want to consume content for you do want to be inspired by and just checking in with that content rather than feeling like you need to read everything you need to listen to everything you need to be everywhere just choose thanks for tuning in today i am so glad to have you here and if you love what you've heard remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast and i just appreciate it so much One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at aphiastalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous.